Today on the Girl Defined Show, we are talking about body image. This is something that Kristen and I both get asked about all the time. Like, have we struggled with body image, especially coming from a family with five of us girls, five sisters and a mom? People want to know, like, was there comparison? Was there difficulty? Just like different body shapes and heights and all of that. Like, was that a struggle? And let me just tell you, yes. We, Kristen and I, have both struggled in our own ways with body image in different seasons of life, looking in the mirror and just feeling like, I don't like what I see. And I wish I looked differently and I am kind of like unhappy and sad about this. But is that the right perspective as a Christian? And how should we view our bodies as Christian women? There can be so much freedom and beauty to be found in each season of life um, with the different, um, different ways and things our bodies does. <laughs> it can look very different. So let's talk about that and just encourage each other as sisters in Christ. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm so pumped that you're joining us for this episode of The Girl Defined Show. I'm Kristen. I'm Bethany. And we are sisters. And you've got Audrey again. And we've got, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see adorable Audrey, Bethany's little baby girl, the youngest member of the sisterhood, which I have to point out. But if you can't see, you'll probably hear her every now and then, especially when I say something really good. She gives like a big, wah, which is an amen. Okay, she's yes. Like, she's normally very happy. The last episode we did, she got like really unhappy in the middle, but she like hardly ever cries. So she's so sweet. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So we are talking all about body image and oh, Audrey, she's getting a head start. A little couple months old. <laughs> she's three doesn't, months old. Doesn't even have to worry about this for a long time. But hey, she's getting a head start on all things how to be a girl defined by God. And that is what we're passionate about here. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the sisterhood. Yeah. We are so glad you're here. We're just two sisters chatting about God's design for womanhood in all aspects of our lives, in every season, singleness, married, have kids or don't. What is God's design for us as women? And how do we live that out and find freedom in his beautiful design as modern women? Mm-hmm. That's what we love to talk about. Yeah. And we want to give away some of the Rebees. Okay. Y'all, we just came out with the coolest ebook. It's called How to Know If He's the One. We get questions about that all the time, like especially our, you know, single dating, even engaged women and even married women wondering like, was it was my husband? Is he the one I'm supposed to marry? So even if you're married, this could actually be really helpful to maybe bring some peace and clarity Mm -hmm. to that question. He is the one. If If you're you're married to him. Yeah. Well, don't. Spoil it. Make them get the Just ebook. Just for the married women. Make them get the ebook. Now, single so, women. If you want this ebook, it's currently $9.99 at the Girl Defined shop. But if you become a patron, which is basically someone who supports the Girl Defined channel, the podcast, the videos, the content we create, you join the inner circle, you join the sisterhood, and you say, yes, I want to support this. You pay $1, $2 per video, which comes out to just a few bucks a month. And instead of having to buy this ebook or the dozens of other ebooks yeah. we've created, we give them all to you for free, just as our way of saying thank you. So if you want to get How to Know He's the One, you can just become a patron right now, patreon.com slash girl to find, and we will give it to you for free. Yes, go, go support us and we'll support you with amazing resources. <laughs> okay. So body image, you know, I wish I could sit here and say like, I've never struggled with this. I have always accepted the fact that I'm six one, a really tall woman that I have always loved the shape of my nose that I have never been insecure about being taller than all the guys when I was young or the cellulite on my legs that suddenly appeared mid teens. And I wondered where the heck the cellulite came from. <laughs> I wish I could say I've just accepted everything about my body, but that hasn't always been the case well, for and me. Not even just accept it, but 
viewed it and said, God, thank you that's, for this body. Mm. Thank you for this nose. Thank okay. you. I mean, not just even, I think that, that's like. You're just like, taking us to the biblical No, 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 no I'm just right saying, here. but like right now, not even just thinking right. back, like I, I don't wish I would just yeah. have accepted it, but I wish I would have seen the greater purpose of why yeah. I was even created. I mean, no, so I was just. She's getting I, me convicted again. I was like pulling a Jesus juke on you. you. Did. Like, oh, 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 oh. It's not just about acceptance. So it's true. And there is a very worldly philosophy yeah. about body image and a very worldly message that is rooted in, look, just love your yourself more, accept yourself more. And in and of that, like in and of yourself, you will find this sense of happiness and worth and value as you accept yourself. But as we're going to get into in a minute, that's not really what helped either of us. And that's not what we see in scripture when Mm -hmm. it comes to how to find true happiness, fulfillment, and how to actually glorify God in the body that he chose to give us. So going back in time, we're two sisters. We're the oldest of five sisters. I know that alone will blow some of your brains. <laughs> like, Eight siblings and, in our family. Yeah, three, three, brothers. three brothers. But we weren't really comparing ourselves to our brothers. It was <laughs> not as much. Not really. <laughs> not really. It was more the sisters, but I'm the oldest, Kristen, and then Bethany's number two of the sisters. And then we have three younger sisters, yeah. age ranging currently from like what? I'm 36 down to 20. Yeah. Down so to like 20. quite a spread. So we were growing up in different, like even yeah. ages and stages, obviously. But it is interesting being in a family of five with five girls, how different. Yeah, we all are like personality wise. Yes, of course. But like even our body types and over the years, how that alone, even before social media existed and we had all those temptations to compare, like even just in our own family, working through the different bodies that God gave each of us. (laughs) You know, what's funny. There's like that (laughs) meme on Instagram or whatever. And it's basically um, like, you know, 10 years ago, I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, I hate this about me. But now 10 years later, it's like I look and I'm like, that was the dream body. (laughs) I didn't know how much I had to be grateful for, you know, so it's. It's so funny because you like perspective changes everything too. So it's really funny because right. the older you get, sometimes the more you look back and you're like, what was I complaining about? So like <laughs> you're telling anyone who's listening, who's what, like 25 and younger. <laughs> hey, shout out to anyone older. We are both in that camp, but like, just be super thankful yeah. because <laughs> as we changes. age, we can be so thankful for the years of life God has given us, but our body changes and yeah. certain things just don't hold up the way they used to. <laughs> and you can, you can still oh. appreciate the yeah. change. But yes, I saw something like that too. It yeah. was like, yeah, if I go back 10 years or even 20 years from where I am today, I would be so thankful for what I had going oh goodness, then. 20 years. Versus the struggles I'm facing yeah. today. So that's actually for all of us, wherever you are today, just know you're the youngest you'll ever be yeah. today. Yeah. And not that um, we know as Christians, youth isn't everything. In fact, youth is an idol. It's like, has become such an idolatrous thing. Just like yeah. forever young. Like that's not what's praised in scripture is forever youth. Um, yeah. But still, the truth is we are young the youngest yeah. will ever be today and we can say okay god thank you for today yeah. that i can serve you with today so here's the thing it's easy to look even in this like right now we could all look around and say look well she doesn't have anything to complain about like she according to my opinion she's got what it takes she has the body that i want or the life that i want or the looks that i want and that's not what it's yeah. about you know satan likes to come and tempt each one of us individually with discontentment with um ingratitude and so it doesn't really matter who exists in the world or who you are in the world like every single one of us yeah. can look in the mirror and choose to find insecurity and unthankfulness mm-hmm. and just something like, you know, wrong air quotes with our body because there's always the temptation to sin and to compare in a negative way. And so it don't, you know, you can't look and say, well, I'm sure she's never struggled with that. Sometimes it's the people you least expect mm-hmm. actually struggle the most. It's really true. Well, you guys, a lot of you have heard what Audrey, <laughs> she's so cute. She's Audrey's smiling. so cute. You've got to go watch on YouTube, youtube.com so slash girl to find to see us holding cute Audrey. So 
going back in time, a lot of you, if you've read our book, Girl Defined, we talk a lot about beauty in that book because our subtitle is, well, it's Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. Yeah. Um, all three are linked together. God did make women beautiful. He made us feminine. Um, he gives us our identity. So if you haven't read Girl Defined, amazing, amazing resource. It's to this day our number one selling book yeah. um, of all the resources we have. So definitely go check it out. But one of the stories I share in there, you share some of your story too, is Many, many moons ago, I once dabbled in the modeling industry. And it's just interesting because I remember I was probably like, I don't know how old, 18, 19, 20, something in there, um, thinking and struggling with insecurity. So like I joked in the beginning, I really did hate my nose for a really long time. Oh, sh- like, uh, I you remember. remember this. I would compare. She would talk about it all the what time. What is there's, is it Amy and Little Women? She hated her nose too. And she would like always do the clothespin. Oh, I don't to know. To like fix the shape of her nose. I feel like that was me, except I didn't do the clothespin because that'd yes. be a little too painful. And I don't think it really works. But there were just things I would, I was super critical of my body. And it was stemming from yeah. a place of one, discontentment in in the body that God gave me. My focus wasn't on glorifying him. My focus was on achieving what I thought would be the perfect look based on what I saw in society. So I would see the magazines at the grocery store checking out. I would see, this was even pre-social media. Yeah, exactly. But you see the billboards, you see things, you see movies, you see models. And I would think, okay, that I had this certain standard in my mind of what a beautiful, physically beautiful woman was. And in my mind, I just, I wanted that so bad. Like I thought that is what beauty is. And so I remember dabbling like okay there was this modeling agency super short story but I ended up working for them for one year and I signed a contract they agreed that you know they would be a family-friendly agency they wouldn't pressure me to do anything that I didn't want to do like I could keep my morals and be a model um, which isn't really true by the way because that's not how things ended but um, I just remember thinking like believing the lie like now that I'm a model I will have no insecurities like I literally have this title I have a portfolio with this company like if you searched my name on Google at the time it was like the number one hit and I just remember I remember thinking like, oh, wow, like I have arrived like in some ways, like small ways. But I think I think you're still the number one hit. It just might not be all complimentary. <laughs> We're both the number one hit. It's it's, just, it ain't for my modeling. I, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so I remember believing this lie, though, like, oh, man, I've got this title. Like things are going to be like, I'm going to feel so confident. Like I'm not going to have any insecurities. I'm just going to love everything about yeah. my body. But what's crazy is even with the title of being a model, um, even working these jobs and working with other models, it was so crazy how I became even more hyper-focused on my appearance, more critical. Yeah. I compared myself even more than I did before because now I'm I'm getting jobs based on how I look. And if I don't get a certain job, then they'll tell me like, oh, you were in the running for that job, but you didn't get it. And I know someone else got it because whatever company picked her over me. So it was just this struggle of like comparing more than ever and then becoming so discontent, losing my focus on why God gave me a body in the first place. And like that, my ultimate goal is to glorify him. And so after a year of that, I honestly, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not healthy for me. This is not pointing me toward Christ. This is not helping me um, be content. In fact, I feel worse off now than I did before I even had the title of being a model. And I know that's true. Like we talk about um, Kylie Basuti. In fact, I did a whole interview with her previous Victoria's Secret model. Um, she, it's like, I don't know what episode, but we also talk about her in our book. Like talk about achieving we'll it. We'll link the episode. Link it below. She achieving the top, top, top. And even she as like a Victoria's Secret model was saying the same thing. Like the models 
some of those, the most physically quote, beautiful women in the world were some of the most insecure Mm -hmm. because that is when comparing, that is when idolizing your body. That's when it happens the most. You're hyper-focused on it. You're getting paid for it. It's your everything. It's your all. And it's not enough to satisfy. So that's, I just want to get that out there first and foremost, that it's a lie that if you could just achieve that certain look that then you would find satisfaction on the other side. Yeah. I think the area that I was most confused about, and it's kind of, we were just talking about this actually, Mm -hmm. but just didn't, I really didn't understand. Um, I don't know. Like, I just thought that if I were skinny, that that was kind of the essence of being like a beautiful woman. Mm. And for me, I had a lot of health issues, like migraines specifically. But I just thought like the most important thing in the world is to be really skinny and to have like the flattest stomach in, a, in the world. And so even though I wouldn't have considered myself like a dieter, I do have memories of like, you know, restricting my diet so much um, because I thought that was like, such good self-control. Mm. And I thought I was, you know, yes. doing oh, so uh, amazing. Too. Like, wow, I have yeah. one protein bar and it's already like 4 p.m. Yes. And like, I am doing so amazing because I thought, oh, to be so skinny, that's what it means to be a woman. To be so skinny, that's what it means mm-hmm. to be like, uh, uh, you know, healthy. Um, not realizing that, like, okay, I might have been skinny, but my body was screaming on the inside, like, feed us, you know? Yes. Uh, and so for me, in some ways, it's taken having to deal with chronic mm. migraines to actually get serious about okay, what should I look like as a woman? And what do I have to be like this super ultra skinny person? Um, Is that like even good? Is that even healthy? And so for me, I've done like a lot of revamping my thoughts um, and my Mm -hmm. thinking and just asking myself like, okay, why did God create me as a woman? And why, what is my purpose here on earth? And I've had two, um, two babies now, two pregnancies and my body has changed a lot since then. I mean, I'm obviously nursing Audrey full time. And yes, I know this shocks some people and scares <laughs> some people away. But my son, Davey, who's three years old, he still nurses here and there. Obviously, he eats like Chick-fil-A nuggets, but he still likes to nurse. <laughs> and some people are like, like, you know, have a heart attack. Shocked out of the and others are like, you yeah. go, girl. So all that to say, like, I now have changed my mind so much. Like, wow, appreciating the um this ability that God has given me. Yeah. And instead of wishing it away because my body has changed a lot because of mm-hmm, pregnancies, mm-hmm. instead thanking God, like, God, wow, thank you so much that you allowed me to do this. Thank you that I'm able to nurse my children. You know, thank you for my body that's been able to do this. Um, and right now it's like, I'm only three months postpartum. I do not look like I did even before I had Audrey, but that's okay. Like there's so much appreciation in my heart for the fact that she's here and that yes. she exists and that I can nurse her. Um, you know, it's like, that's amazing to me. And so when I look in the mirror and I mm-hmm. see, okay, my poochie stomach or, um, things just don't, the, the, you know, I do have a pair of jeans they button but not quite like they used to you know (laughs) and so it's just a totally different perspective it's more an appreciation for the femininity for the womanliness um and just recognizing too like i have a uterus men don't have that so my my stomach is going to look different from a a man that has is able to get a really flat stomach like i have entire organs in there that he doesn't have like it's just a completely different worldview and then eating to nourish that body that god has given me rather than restricting to try to be this bean pole because i think that's what it means to be a woman and to be beautiful so i have found so much freedom in living that way. Oh, 
And my she said dream, that was her amen. That was Audrey's amen. I told you she will give a shout out when she really likes something. I mean, you know, having kids too, it's like, oh, you just want to pass down the best to them. And so with, mm-hmm. for me with Audrey, a lot of y'all know when she was born, we had to take her to the emergency room because we didn't know it at the time. But now we we found out that she has a really severe port wine stain all over her right leg. I think it is her left leg. I don't know. One of her legs and extending up into her back. And so as she gets older, typically it develops and gets even brighter. And so, um, you know, for me, I was thinking like, wow, Mm. God has done so much work in my heart. And now he's entrusted me with this little girl that has something unique, very unique that he's chosen to give her. And that already draws attention, especially with kids. Kids already ask like, why is her leg so red? You know, Mm. and it's an opportunity for me, not only to speak about God's amazingness of giving her this like sweet, unique thing about her, but also for Audrey to say, you know, that's not what finds your worth. Your worth isn't found in whether you have the exact same color legs or not. Your worth is found in Christ and he loves yeah. you so much. And you, he gave you legs to to walk and to serve him and to bless others, not just to be all about you and what people think about you. And so I'm just so grateful that God's been working in my heart because I hope that I can raise Audrey to find her worth and yeah. security in Christ and then not in her outward appearance. That's so good. She's got a lot to say right now. She's like amening every second. What's so interesting when you were talking is one thing you said, Beanpole, and I have to crack up because her nickname when we were little kids was Bean. Well, <laughs> until know. like three years ago. I still call her Bean sometimes. People I don't know where it came from. Friends from like throwback, you know, where I haven't seen it in a while. They're right. like, hey, Bean. And I'm like, you're like, oh, I'm not a Bean. I'm not a Bean anymore. People, my nickname is Bethy. <laughs> Audrey, she she likes that. She amends that. <laughs> she wants you to be a Bean. So the interesting thing that I was thinking about, though, is that you had this certain standard of beauty in your brain and it was yes. like beanpole. Like, I need to be as skinny as possible. I'm not going to eat anything until 4 p.m. It's going to be one protein bar and I crushed it for the day. You know, like, seriously, I'm I so remember great. it being yeah. that way, too. But like, I had a certain standard of beauty, too. Like the model, like the pictures I was seeing, what I thought was beautiful. And so I think for like, as you're listening right now to this conversation, I want you to think about where is your standard of beauty coming from? Like what, whether it's in the past or even right now like what yeah. has shaped what you view as beautiful and then really take it a step further and think like okay like if i'm being really influenced by culture if it's the magazines if it's the thousands of images i can scroll through on instagram or these social media platforms with perfectly airbrushed people filters like it's it's like next level yeah. today it is really challenging today cuz there's just so many things that aren't even real um with all the editing and stuff but just thinking like where is my definition of Mm. beauty coming from? And is it in line with God's word? I think that really gets to the crux of it. Like, is my, one, my definition of beauty, is that in line with God's word and his heart for women, for femininity, for what God values? Or is it coming from the world? And then two, how do I view my body? Do I view my body as just this body that I need to almost fight against and have these internal battles with where we view our body as almost the enemy and like something that we have to like make it become perfect? Or do we view our bodies as a vessel, something that God has given us ultimately to be used as a vessel to serve him, to serve others, and to glorify him ultimately. Mm. And I think if we get to the heart of each of those questions, you know, what's where's my definition of beauty coming from? What, how do I view my body? What's the purpose of my body? Then I think that yeah. will really, I don't know, help us work through some of this because I know for me, it wasn't until I actually thought yeah. about those questions that I was able to recognize that beauty had become an idol in my life, mm. that I had a very narrow, very specific version of what a beautiful woman was. And I was chasing 
increasing after that and finding myself more empty than before. Yeah. I was serving myself. I was so self-focused. Uh, my heart wasn't focused on the Lord. And it's interesting because if you look back, like there's all these things on social media of like the past 50 years of beauty and how it's changed. And you guys have probably seen so some of much. these, right? Where it's like the 1950s woman, yes. the 1960s woman, 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000, all the way to this day. And it's shocking. Like there was this one girl and she took her own picture. Have you seen oh, that one? No. Uh-huh. And she took her own picture and she edited her picture to where her body type changed every decade. So she Depending, said, yeah. my body as a 1950s woman. And it was like real hourglassy, real curvy Marilyn Monroe style. And then, you know, my body as a 1970s woman. And it's like this boyish figure. And she edited her body to actually look like that. So it was just really crazy to see and just to realize like not only are we often getting our our definition for beauty from the world, not from God's word, not what he says has eternal value, what matters most. We're getting it from the world, but the world's definition isn't yeah. even staying the same. It's like it's changing every few years, every 10 years. And so it really is this never ending cycle when we're pursuing beauty from the wrong perspective, we can't win. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a a good um like test you can do for yourself to see like where your heart is in this. Mm. And I think it's sound like hurt. Like I had a weird You're, accent. Like my your, heart. Your heart. Oh, like well, Southern girl. <laughs> um, and for our listeners, the noise in the background is Audrey. She decides to get very loud during I the podcast. Know. And then she's very quiet as soon as it stops. She knows. Um so when someone makes a comment about you or they say something negative Ooh. about your appearance, whether it's on social media mm. or in person, it happens to all of us. Even if it's an unintentional comment, you know, yeah. they're just saying something, maybe making an observation, they don't realize maybe it's something that's kind of difficult for you. How do you respond to that internally? Like, does it, you know, do you allow it to cause you a ton of anxiety and Mm -hmm. you just, it ruins your day and you, you know, you need to go and, you know, fix it, whatever the thing is, or are you able to turn to Christ and say, God, thank you for the way that you have made me. Thank you for the no shape you've given me. Thank you for the height that you've given me. Mm -hmm. Um, This test happened to me several years ago. (gasps) Oh, something happened to me too. Okay. I want to hear what happened to you. So mine, I mean, this is the, the age old story. You know, because oh, it's just yeah, so yeah, yeah. like surprising. Yeah. Um, when I was with my dad, both this was before I was married, and I walked yes. into a restaurant and the hostess, before she greets us, before she says anything, she just <laughs> stares at me and she's like, You are freakishly tall. Just like, and that's it. And I'm like, wow, like one, okay, I'm like coming into your restaurant, not even like, here's your table, nothing. Um, it was yeah, just now what do I say to that? Like, Nobody likes to be called a freak. Like, what a choice word. Like, you are freakishly tall. And we are really tall. Like yeah. I said, we're both 6'1". We are yeah. very tall for women. We are very, very tall. And we live in the South where it's not the tallest of people. So, <laughs> just the facts, you know? So, it's like, we're very, very tall everywhere we go. Sometimes we go to the grocery store and it's like, we're, we're giants. Uh, but I remember in that moment thinking, I was like, you know, mm. like, that is quite a shocking statement. But this doesn't ruin my day. And this really doesn't like, mm. I'm not really bothered by this because I've come to grips with the fact that God has made me a very tall woman and that my life isn't about serving myself and getting likes and getting attention. And it really doesn't matter yeah. if she thinks my height is good or not. Like she's not my creator. She didn't make me. God designed me. And you know, I can live for him with this height. You know, yeah. I don't need to be any shorter in order to live for him. He's not like, whoops, <laughs> Bethany's a freak. Darn it. You know, it's like <laughs> messed up on that one. Oops, God push the freak it. button. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. And so it was just so cool to be able to in that moment this is a positive story you know um yes <laughs> but just have an example you yeah. can have people you know people can say terrible things about you or call you a freak and it doesn't have to ruin your day yes. when your identity is in christ and you're yes. rooted in him you can go on with a smile on your face and literally not even think about it again i mean yeah. obviously i tell the story over and over because it's kind of shocking but still. it is freakishly tall i know okay, oh my what's gosh, your okay. story? What's your mine story? is like it's not quite that dramatic i mean i have had people regularly to this day 
people comment on my height and oh, like always, will stare always. and then look down at my feet and oh like, oh, well, you, how t- you're really tall. And they love to make that statement. And we always joke as tall girls like, thanks. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and you're really short. I mean, like, what, what are we say? supposed to say to that? It's just so funny. They used to ask, do you play basketball in my youth? But now they don't really ask because me that wait, anymore. People always ask me still. They do? Oh, no. <laughs> they don't really ask me They anymore. always ask me like, still. Like, if you do you play, play basketball or do you play volleyball? You know, wait, still. with your kids in tow too? Yes. Like, what are they? That's hilarious. I no, guess I, I just look really athletic. I must look like I don't play basketball anymore. <laughs> Me after two kids, I'm just looking real spry and athletic. <laughs> like WNBA. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Your yeah. kids are on the sidelines. Oh, my word. No. So someone had commented on my neck. And like, I, I do have like, I think Wait, a kind of when? a long neck. It was a while ago. And they someone remember. just kind of commented like, oh, wow, we've never noticed like you have a really long Wait, neck. Okay. <laughs> Why people don't do things no, like that? Listen, don't, don't, don't. I, I, okay. I will be honest. Like I had never really thought about it, to be honest. And so I went and evaluated, and I was like, you know, I think I do have like a neck that's a little longer than maybe the average neck. But I didn't have a problem with it. I don't feel like I'm okay. out of proportion. And if I am, that's fine too. But I had Who to wrestle that? in my heart with just like this thing about me that I can't change. There's nothing I can do about the length of my neck, but it, it, like you said, it really puts it to the test in that moment when people make those comments of like, do I fear man? And am I so anxious about this comment that I'm going to start feeling insecure and my worth and value is based on this, that now I feel like I need to manipulate and change this, this unchangeable feature about me, um, or just be insecure about it. And like, maybe wear more scarves. Like you can't really do that in Texas, but like, I don't know, try to hide it. We all have those things. Right. And instead, like I did have to think about it and kind of process it. And like, I, I will be honest, like I was tempted to feel kind of insecure. Like, wow, well, if they're noticing maybe everyone, maybe all people see is just my neck every time they look at me, you know, where like your brain takes you and just going back to the basics of like, okay, no, yes, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, like thinking of Psalm 139, but I'm not just fearful and wonderfully made for my own self, for my own purposes, for my own identity. I'm made this way because I am a vessel of the Lord. Yeah. And as a believer, as a Christian woman, I know that my identity isn't found in how I look, in the physical body God made me. Yeah. Yet the physical body God gave me is a gift and is something that I can use to serve him, to glorify him, and to serve others with, you know, in whatever capacity that he calls me to. And so that's the purpose of my body. It's not to fit some mold of the world standard for beauty or to even fit the opinions of other people. Like, (laughs) so I think that's so important that when people ask us that, how do we feel in the depths of our heart, in the place that no one else ever sees? How are we responding? And I think it is a good test to see if we are, if our identity is firmly rooted in the Lord or if we are responding more in the fear of man. So I just want to challenge you to do this little exercise sometime to stand in front of the mirror and not say, you know, the kind of like worldly philosophy, like you are worthy, you are Mm. loved. Like, don't do that. Stand in front of the mirror and say, thank you, God, for this nose. Thank you for these arms. Thank you for what all all the different aspects of you. And then say, God, help me to use this body you've given me to love others well. Help me to use the words that I speak with the mouth that you've given me to bless others, to point others to you. Let everything that I do be done to glorify you. So it's not about me. It's not just about how loved and worthy and great I am. It's saying, God, you, yes, you do love me and you do call me your child if I've trusted in you. 
And I do take on that identity and that inheritance in you. But why am I here? What is the purpose? It's not ultimately about me. It's living for you. And it's just so cool when we take the, the focus and the pressure off of ourselves and say, doesn't really matter. Like I am here to serve you. Help me to live healthy and eat healthy and nourish right. my body so that I can tell others about you, so that I can love my kids well, so that I can love my husband well, so mm-hmm. that I can serve in church well. You know, all of that. I just think it's so cool to just do that yeah. exercise every every once in a while to kind of get the focus back on on Christ and what we're truly here yeah. for. And I would say in our family, circling back to that, just as we wrap it up here, the five of us sisters, I think that's what has helped yeah. us to appreciate our differences totally. and not compare and despair, but rather appreciate and say, God made you shorter. God made us taller. God made our body shapes this way, our hips that, you know, like yeah. the different shapes and sizes that we all are totally. and appreciate the differences and say, wow, God is so creative. God is awesome. Now let's use the bodies he's given us to glorify him. And we see first Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, do you not know that your body is a temple? of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God mm. with your body. We've heard that verse a lot, but it's just reminding all of us that that's where it's really at. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's not about us. God mm. died on the cross, bought us, redeemed us, brought us into his family by his saving grace and his death and resurrection. Um, so therefore, because you are a daughter of God, honor God with your bodies. And having that mindset has helped us in our own families. And then like you said, eating to nourish the body we have. Yes, exercising we all in we different love ways, to love to exercise, um, not overdoing it to punish our bodies, but to cultivate a healthy body, a healthy it's temple strong, yeah. to eat foods that nourish our bodies, that equip our bodies for the work that God has for us. Like It's so much more freeing when you can say, yes, I'm exercising, I'm eating healthy, my body is nourished, and I can accept the body size that God mm-hmm. has given me, yeah. and I can use this body to serve mm-hmm. him. Y'all, so good. We want to hear from you. Come hang out on Instagram at Girl Define. Grab a copy of our book girl to find if you haven't read it if you appreciate conversations like this share with your friends leave us a five-star review and we will see you guys next week